Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this big, wide, amazing, beautiful world. Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and if you so desire, for the next hour or so, your Living Well Empowerment Agent. And what the heck is that, you might be wondering if you haven't heard this show before. It is me. <laughs> Ta-da! That was easy. Moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's kind of what a Living Well Empowerment Agent is. Um, I am actually your Living Well Empowerment Agent. And really, it's it's what I do is I bring all of my tools, all of my talents, all of my experiential uh, wisdom to put into pragmatic practice for you to become willing to embody abundant living in your own life and in the world. How does that sound? And some people uh, might also refer to me as the one who pisses them off enough to make some different choice. And I'm okay with that too. So however it shows up, how does it get even better than that? And wow, if you have not already joined us in the chat room, I would love to see you in there today. And all you have to do is look for that red bar near the top of your screen on a2zen.fm, and you will see chat room as one of your options to click on. And if you would do that, give yourself a name, yours or anyone else's, it doesn't really matter. And there's no like IQ quiz for you to be able to come in. You just log in after you do that. And you can play with us live backstage uh, virtually. You can submit your questions that way or your comments and awarenesses, I always appreciate your contributions to the conversation. And whether they are directly related to what we're talking about or indirectly related, it's always something fun and it's always a contribution. And if you would like to call in at any point, uh, if we get your feathers ruffled enough <laughs> or your curiosity peaked, you can also look at the very top of the screen on A2Zen. Pretty much any of the screens you'll be in uh, will have the phone numbers to call in at the top of the screen. I would list them for you, and if you aren't in a place to write them down, you can just look at the top of your screen. So um, there is a U.S. number, a Canadian number, and a U.K. number, and you can also Skype us here at A, the number 2, Z-E-N dot F-M. Woo! Happy Friday, everybody. It is, my gosh, it is the third Friday of February. I think it's the third Friday of February, and it's, it's like flying by. And so now that we've had Valentine's Day, Yay! <laughs> and we're all kind of through that crazy uh, marketing and, and propaganda rush. And I, I know that uh, um, some of us have had really fantastic Valentine's Days. I had a fantastic Valentine's Day. didn't look anything like the traditional uh, Hallmark card kind of Valentine's Day, and it was fantastic. How does it get better? Um, so now that all of that's done, uh, my show invited me to talk about falling in love. <laughs> Because, <laughs> of course, that makes total sense, right? After Valentine's Day. And actually, it really does kind of land really nicely in my universe, and it sort of makes sense. So let's talk about falling in love. You know, it is one of the most popular phrases of all time. 
And some of you might have heard this a few hundred million times in a song, a movie, or something. So you might be acquainted with the fairy tale version or the Hollywood version. You might have even tried it yourself a few times. <laughs> or you might be waiting for the perfect one to fall in love with. So how much loving do you have to refuse so you can fall in love? Mm-hmm. That'll get us started pretty nicely. <laughs> you hear me say on this show a lot, if you have listened to my show at all before, that energy is the first language. And you might have heard it on some other folks' shows, too, because I know I'm not the only one who says that. So let's play with the energy of love. Whether we're falling into it or out of it, tripping over it or running from it or anything else, what else is possible with love that we have not yet acknowledged? And this is just a really interesting topic, and I found it kind of interesting, too, that uh, without me really trying to uh, arrange it this way, that all of my topics for the month of February actually have love in the wording of the topic. So that's kind of fun. And love shows up in so many ways in my life. And I, for a good while, probably, you know, all of most of my childhood and adolescence and into my early adulthood, um, I actually was looking for that love that is the sort of manufactured love represented by most of the um, sales and marketing venues <laughs> so and methods. So what is love to you? Let's just start there. What does love mean to you? Yeah, and all of the stuff that you have experienced and that you have created and that you have invented that you have sort of, you know, branded the word love onto, would you be willing to allow that to loosen up in your universe, to begin to dissipate and release, to get unstuck from all of the molecules of you? Nicely, nicely done. And what do you know about love that you have been pretending not to know? Yeah. <laughs> Just a few tilted puppy dog heads. And what if love was totally irrelevant, insignificant, and not necessary? And that is a kind of a controversial question. <laughs> so everywhere that you're making or have made love really important, would you be willing to choose something different for this next 55 minutes or so? Nice. Nice. And everywhere that you have been either the one who has projected definitions and requirements of love onto your body or onto anyone else, and everywhere you've been the on the receiving end of those projections from anyone else, would you be willing to let all of that energy dissipate and release? And would you be willing to choose from what you know? Just for the duration of this conversation, if you don't really want to do it beyond that, I'm inviting you now to play with something in your knowing. And we have had some... and amazing shows this week alone on uh, the topics of love and sex and relationship and choice and amazing, empowering, choosing into the more of and loving ourselves topics. 
And so I don't know that this is going to be drastically different for some of you. It really depends on where you're approaching this from. And I would like to play with, let's go further. Let's go more into this love thing. Because what I'm seeing in the world is quite peculiar. Not that I've always... Um, not that I've never thought it was peculiar. <laughs> it's just now I ask more questions in my life and into the universe. And and one of the things that I notice is that love has, has kind of gotten a bad rap in many ways. And from where I'm viewing this and where I'm sort of letting this experience land in my universe, the bad rap even comes from all of the really awesome writings that have been done around it. It's like, you know, we have we have all of these beautiful descriptions of love and all of these things that are written from love and 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 about love. And even those things, even in those writings and those representations, I often notice there's a ton of conclusion, there's a ton of invention present in those things. And and it's it's not something <clears throat> excuse me, that I notice really seems to come from the space of allowance and the space of celebration and the space of being open to something. It really has this energy in, in the multitude of ways that it's represented and, and presented. It really has this energy of more of a closedness, a limitation. And in the graphic this week, I found this beautiful image with this lovely little box that's wrapped very nicely with a brown wrapping and a beautiful little cutout heart and string crisscross tie on it. And it's sitting amongst these rose petals. And it, the, the image just kind of jumped out at me. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And the first impression of the image was the, it was really beautiful to me. And then the question about the box showed up. And it became a really different way of looking at it in this beautiful image that that we created this love. You know, the heart is on the little box. And we created this love, this emotion, this feeling of love, this presentation of love. And it's this little box. Now, for a lot of people, what that little box might be associated with is some sort of token of love. And for many people, the the common token of love is some piece of jewelry, and that's fine. How does it get better? And I wonder what lives beyond the box that we have defined love to be. So will you play with that with me today? Nice. <laughs> and what can we discover about love that we have always known and that we actually be, it would allow us way more than what we've ever even questioned into love before. <laughs> and I love Eleanor's comment. <laughs> Put chocolate in the box and I will love you forever. I totally relate <laughs> to that, Eleanor. I am with you 100%. Chocolate has a great value in my world. <laughs> If you love me, feed me chocolate. <laughs> oh, how does it get even funner and yummier? Oh, this is thank you guys. I love the chat room. Um, so, so how many times a day do you say the word love? Just curious. Just kind of give that a moment. How many times a day do you say the word love? And how many ways are you using the word love? 
I say love a lot, actually, the word love. Uh, I love this. I love these different foods. I love chocolate. I love my property. I love my little house. I love my car. I love my Lillaroo, who is my one of my – you guys get to hear her quite a bit. I say it a lot, and it applies in so many different ways for me. And then I, I see some, you know, like I, I'm around people who say I love you sometimes, and there's a, a little bit of a sideways thing that, that happens. And it's like when we say it to someone, what is it that that we sort of like lose our footing in a way? And it becomes something like important that if we say it, it has to mean something. Yeah. So we say, I love you often. I would imagine most of you, uh, many of you, uh, I used to say it a lot. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I've known people who say it to like everyone. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then there are those people who like never say it unless like many, many, many boxes have been ticked by the people they're talking to or they're in relationship with. And they only say it when a certain something has been accomplished or achieved or uh, revealed in the relationship. And then they can say, I love you to the person they're playing with. And isn't it interesting? (laughs) We do all of these things with the word love and everybody actually has, I, well, I would be willing to wager if I was a betting person. No two people have the same application, the same experience, or the same um, way that love occurs for them or has occurred for them. So within love, we have a ton of feelings and emotions. We kind of run the gamut. And falling in love is certainly a, a very interesting way to to play with that energy. The words falling in love. So this has always intrigued me that we talk about falling in love. And it's funny because there's some things, you know, a number of things that have been written on where did that come from and um it, it, for some of us, it kind of brings to mind like you're, you're falling into something. Like for some people, that might be a trap. For some people, that might be like a big, wonderful swimming pool. <laughs> for some people, that might be the ocean. Um, and and for some people, it, like it, it seems to bring up reference to like falling ill, you know. And for some of us, maybe that is the kind of experience that we've had one or time or a few times or another with this sort of experience of love. And so what did this what is the falling? What do you get about the falling? When we say falling in love, there's like this energy for me of losing all of your control. And certainly if you look at the chemical aspects of attractive love or love as an attractive uh experience, you have uh, the three ones that are that are prominent in this sort of attraction stage are dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. And those are some pretty potent chemicals, guys. So um, not to make that significant, and you don't have to be at the effect of it. It's not required. And yet, how many of us have had those moments when we, like, cannot form a word to save our lives, and <laughs> we lose all sense of uh, aerodynamics, and we find it very difficult to stay upright. <laughs> and it's a very interesting thing that occurs, yeah? So chemistry is kind of potent. I mean, you know, we, we did 
show up here in bodies, and many of us. And <laughs> and so it is an interesting experience to be in love in a body and be experiencing all of the things that that physiologically creates. So that's another part of it. Um, and that can give that sense of falling, losing control, losing yourself. However, there's a really interesting thing with that, too. <laughs> Great awareness, Ellie. Um, a really interesting thing with that. Um, the falling, the, the losing control and the losing of ourselves is something that a lot of us really resist. Like, we don't want to lose control, right? Um, so I wonder if part of what we're creating with this whole falling in love is sort of a push-me-pull-you kind of thing. That a lot of us have kind of, to one degree or, or another, we've really lent ourselves into or leaned into and having and we have a, a desire, um, however that shows up for you, to fall in love, to, to be in that experience and that expression. And at the same time, we have like, our arms out to resist, you know, or, or not let go of the control, to resist letting go of the control, I could say. So, so how many of us have been doing that? And even unconsciously, it's like, are, are you aware that, so ask all of those places that you're doing that to reveal themselves to you. Ask your awareness to show you. And it doesn't have to be a physiological picture. It doesn't have to have really detailed graphics. Just if you tap into the energy of that, are you asking the universe for love while holding out your arms to block what the universe could send you? Yeah, that's interesting. So rather than judging yourself for doing that, what if you just noticed it and took the information from it? Huh. Look what I've been doing. Now, of course, I've never done this, <laughs> right? So in this moment, I look at that and I get that awareness and I go, well, that's an interesting creation. So for me, uh, I can tell you, I've been for a while now looking at the possibilities of what would it be like to invite someone who I desire to play more than just having coffee with into my life? What would it be like to have someone present and on a pretty regular basis over the last year or so, I have been getting more and more awareness of all of the ways that I've actually been creating the obstacle for that to show up to me. Isn't it interesting that we do that? So the thing I notice seems to be this love stuff, this falling in love stuff. It's like, I want it, but I don't want it. I want it, but I'm not going to do it. I really desire it, but no, I'm not going to choose it. So now, have we, of course, don't do this with any other things in our lives, <laughs> so this doesn't apply universally, I, I would imagine, for none of us, right? <laughs> and yes, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> and what if, what if all that was required to let that be different was for us to acknowledge, huh, look what I've been doing. I've been creating a really interesting scenario and experience and... Now what would I like to choose? And now what am I willing to be aware of? 
And that is a place we're going to pick up after the break. And what I would, in, what I am inviting you to do is just be present with this question and allow your awareness to show you all of the places and spaces you've been choosing that. And if you need to say it out loud, nobody's going to hear you in this 10 seconds, unless, of course, you're, you know, in the middle of a crowd. You can just say in your, in your, silently to yourself or out loud, what would it be like to be choosing different now? Yeah. And also ask yourself, what do I know about love that I've been pretending not to know? That if I would acknowledge it, would actually give me way more freedom with all of this. And on that note, you are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I am so grateful you're here. And I will see you on the other side of the break. (laughs) Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada at 613-800-8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now back to our show. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome forward. Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on A2Zen. Today we are talking about birds do it, bees do it, even educated fleas do it. Let's do it. Let's 
fall in love. <laughs> We're talking about falling in love. <laughs> so I just couldn't resist because I'm like totally enjoying the energy of this show and the whole love thing and all of the different energies that that can be. And before the break, I invited you to play with what do you know about love? What are you pretending not to know about love? That if you would acknowledge it, could give you way more freedom with all of this. So I <laughs> I had a very um, interesting, well, you know what? My whole life has been interesting, and I know you hear me say this a lot. I find a lot of things interesting. So interesting is probably one of my favorite words. I love the word interesting. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so the last few years of my life have been a really different kind of adventure, and have created some amazing, I, I have been creating and co-creating some amazing experiences and creations. And um, among those amazing experiences um, were, I fell in love with two men in the same year, like within six months of each other. And I actually wrote about this in a book that I contributed to uh, called I'm Having It. And uh, it was um, published last year. And uh, it's a beautiful, it's one of the many beautiful books in the collection of Happy Publishing. And it is a collaborated um, creation, or, or I don't know if I'm saying that really ac technically accurate, but uh, it's a book. Many of these books are collaborations by multiple uh, authors. And many of the books, uh, all of the books, are really about particular energies. And the book I'm having it was a little bit different uh, from several of the other books that Happy Publishing had done. And for those of you who also are aware of Happy Publishing's amazing person, it's Erica Glessing, who has been a guest on my show a number of times. And uh, I believe she's going to be coming back very soon. <laughs> I wonder if there's another book coming. Hmm. So, in the book I'm having it, the story that really showed up for me to share was the story of my falling in love with two men in the same year. And it and that really wasn't the focus of the story. That, however, was one of the um the big huge like life changing, world changing, the earth shifted on its axis for me experience. And it was during the course of a particular year's time in, within these last three years of my life that I, in the beginning of that year, I set in motion, um, well, <laughs> my whole life changing. And um, and for some of you, uh, you might have heard me talk about, if, so it's just your whole life changing again. Uh, and I had a lot of that happen on a pretty much a daily basis. And uh, these these two experiences in particular, one of them, I was uh, taking a class, and this class was in a um, – I was there in person. And I was not really – I had no expectations when I went into the class. And this was like a four-day – the class took place over a four-day period. And um, the, the facilitator of the class um, was just uh, amazing. I had nev never seen this person in person before. I had only seen them on videos and Internet and heard them on their radio show. And he was just so cool to get to meet. And I was having uh, – that class was just – amazing for me. 
Um, and I'm not going to give a whole lot of names and particular details references because that's really not the point of this. Um, I want to stay within uh, the topic of the the falling in love. So, so I, I over the course of the four days of this class, um, having all of these amazing experiences, and uh, at one point I'm well, at many points, I'm finding that I'm just adoring this man who is facilitating the class. And he has such a beautifully different way of being who he is and what he is and presenting that. And he has such a presence that he is. Um, and I was really struck by that. And it was so different to be in the room with that or to be in a room with that. And I've had many great facilitators in my life with different classes on different topics. And so it wasn't to make any of the other people not, you know, good enough or 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 dis, discount any of them. It was, this was just so different. This man who was facilitating this class I would I would just notice every so often um I would kind of listen to what he was saying and then I would sort of step out of the listening and just go more into the being with like what was getting created in that room and what he was willing to allow people to deliver to him through their comments and their responses to what he was saying um was amazing and he never got rattled and he never um he never took any of what people were saying personally. And there was such a contribution in that to the people in that room that it gave them the space and the invitation to say and be and do and ask things that they probably, for many of them, would not have chosen elsewise. And it was just this lovely experience. And so we received a recording of the class and about three days later I'm back at home and I'm listening to one of the recordings and it gets to this certain space and and I'm like wow I'm listening to what he's saying and then there was this moment I had this um, this sort of flashback to a moment in the class and the moment in the class was during one of the breaks um, I was going to go out into the hall and get something. Well, this gentleman was walking back in from the hall, and it just so happened that the doorway, uh, you know, it's usually a double door that's open, but but one of the doors was closed, so the door, the opening was more narrow. And we happened to actually step into that doorway at the same time, and we were facing each other. And our eyes met, and all, like, within the flash of a second, this happens. I out of my mouth comes, you're so amazing. And without hesitation, he says back to me, and so are you. And there was no pretense. There was no, it was just so there and real in that moment and present and true. And we were just allowing ourselves to acknowledge each other. And it was that moment that flashed back to me when I was listening to the recording and I realized and I said out loud with this huge giggle, Oh my God, I am totally falling in love with this man. And in that moment, it was nothing to do with the conventional 
images or invention of love or falling in love. There was such a freedom. There was such a kindness and a joy and a generativeness in that moment that I got it. And I felt no compunction to do anything about it other than simply be present with what I was aware of and let that energy be in my body and be in my universe and be whatever it wanted to be for me. And it was amazing. And I sat with that. And it was the first time that I really cognitively had acknowledged or begun to acknowledge this something so different that was possible. And I knew in that moment that this man adored me. And it had nothing even to do specifically with the fact that he had shown that he in this life has shown up embodied male. And at the same time, the fact that he had shown up embodied male was quite a gift to me. So I began to get the awareness of how much I was actually resisting that. So I had another experience. <laughs> not too many months after that, that really threw me. And it started, actually, in that class, that same class with this other gentleman. And it was another gentleman who is, in his own right, absolutely amazing as well, and and has his own amazing, beautiful way that he expresses and bees in the world, and is such a gift as well. And at the time that I met him, I was not able to receive that. And it wasn't that I didn't like him or that I, you know, that there was any like resistance or or um ill effect, you know, w- when I was around him or when I met him. It was something was so different. And one of the things that happened was we were um we were coming in from different directions and walking toward each other. And at one point when we were pretty close to each other, um, I actually looked into this man's eyes. And something completely different happened. (laughs) And it was more of the experience of the entire universe went into chaos mode. And my whole life felt like it was unraveling. And I could do, it was everything I could do to stay upright on my own two feet, on my own power. And it's like the world slowed down and sped up all at the same time. And I am looking in this man's eyes and I cannot say words. I cannot, it's just completely, it was so unpleasant at the moment. And yet there was something there. And so (laughs) I began to just have the most bizarre experience. Now, all of this is happening in the flash of maybe two seconds in linear time, guys. So I I know some of you can probably um, draw upon your own similar type of experience with this kind of thing. And what I noticed was there was this enormous resistance in me that began to show up. And I shut myself down as fast as I could. And now, all of this is going on while he's walking past me and, and our eyes, you know, meet for that two seconds and then we go along and he's doing what he's doing and I'm standing there trying not to fall down. And, and that got my attention. 
and not in the most pleasant ways, mind you, but that got my attention because I had not experienced something like that with the degree of presence that I was having and during that time frame. And that really ruffled my feathers. And it was a total WTF moment. Quite a few of them strung together, actually. And in that moment, I, I said, I am, this is not okay with me. This is not how I behave. And this, is, this does not work for me. And I demanded in that moment to know WTF that was. And so a few months later, I find myself in a class, and this man is in this class. And about the second morning of the class, um, I'm, I'm, we're in, seated in our chairs. We, the class is going along. We're having amazing experiences. And I'm watching this man, and I'm listening to what he's saying and what he's sharing. And I flash back to that moment that our eyes had met that few months before. And I got something totally different. What became aware to me, I began to relive that moment that I had with him, that experience that I had with him, and the way I responded to him in that moment. And in the moment in that next class, when I'm, when I'm sitting there listening to him, watching him, I began to get a very different awareness. And the awareness was, oh my gosh, this man in that moment was offering me something that I was not willing or ready to receive. And what he showed me in that brief glimpse of our eyes meeting was something that so terrified me, but it was something that I so desired. Because what he showed me was more of me. What he showed me was the possibilities of me that I had been asking for. And he, just being the amazing being that he is and making the choices that he makes to be so present and so honoring in his world, he showed me what else was possible. And in that moment, initially, I wanted to run from it. Thankfully, I did not run from it. <laughs> I chose to run toward it. And it was scary, and it was really twisted and messed up and nothing like what people describe. And it was my experience of choosing into wait a minute, there's something here that actually really works. And so what I was talking about earlier of asking for things to show up and all the while at the same time, we are holding all of it at arm's length. I began to get where I was doing that. And I saw this man in a completely different way once I came back to being in the present moment in that second class. And I totally fell in love with him. I was so grateful. I was so, so grateful for that moment that I had had several months prior with him 
and with the other gentleman. And what I began to get was this falling in love thing, this is really different than what I have ever allowed myself to consider it as. And it really wasn't a literal falling. It wasn't me that was falling as much as it was all of the obstacles and the inventions and the excuses and the refusals and the barriers that I had been keeping in place to not let that wonderfulness show up. And what I began to get was what I wasn't willing to be receiving was who I actually could be if I allowed these people to honor me with what they could see of me. Have you ever done that? Maybe I'm the only one. (laughs) But something tells me (laughs) I might not be the only one. So, over the break, I invite you to let what you know, let what you know begin to speak to you. Let it begin to move and shift in your universe. And if you're already doing that, I invite you to choose more into that for this moment. And what do we know about love that we've been pretending not to know? And what are we ready to know that we can now truly receive? And you are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? 
What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype, at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com now back to our show <laughs> welcome to the next segment of living well here on a2zen.fm i am your host keisha clark and thank you for joining me today thank you to everyone who's playing in the chat room and wow we are talking about falling in love and we've been exploring the energy of love and um if you're just joining us, uh, thank goodness we have replays, right? <laughs> and what I was sharing during the, the previous segment was experiences that I had uh, that really brought me to a different awareness of love, of falling in love, of that, that sensation, that experience, that creation. And um, we had a great question in the chat room. Carol is asking, so those experiences are great in a moment. Would you choose that for all day, every day? And that, you're not psychic or anything, Carol. That's where I was actually, the direction that I was wanting to play with this last segment. And so I'm going to ask you again, what do you know? There's something so interesting that I perceive that we do, uh, that many of us do, um, around this whole topic of love. And so I'm going to ask you if you would be willing to allow everywhere and every way that you've been making love significant, if you would begin to allow that to soften, allow those stickinesses, those stuck points, the places where love sticks you or where you allow love to stick you, if you would begin to let all of that soften, and if you are tapping into what you know, this energy that we call love, how many things has it been misidentified and misapplied as? And yes, we have vast libraries and volumes of things we can look to for examples of this. Pretty much every song, every movie, every play, every piece of art that's ever been done has some element of love. So is there a right way or a wrong way to love? And so if we were choosing that for every day, now one of the things that I know is really popular and it's used in a lot of marriage um, <sighs> ceremonies is um, this quote from Corinth, from 1 Corinthians um, out of the, the Christian Bible. And it's the whole love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast, love is not proud, all of that. Now, I personally always found that really strange that people would read that. Um, I, I found the verse really strange. That was just always weird to me. It, like, it never landed for me. And, and what I know now is part of what I perceive in that writing, in that verse, is an immense amount of conclusion and invention and creation that is really meant, delivered by many people in a way that is meant to control or to 
project or impel those conclusions into and onto the people that they're talking to. I don't have an investment in that. Um, and I don't have a need for love to be proven. So, so everywhere we're asking love to be proven, exactly, Eleanor, what if love is just all energy? What if love is all energy? What if the kindness and the joy and the exuberance and the honoring and the trusting and the appreciation and the gratitude and the acknowledgement is all a part of this love? And what if we could put it into motion as something we are being by adding an ING to it? What if we could be loving? Love seems to be kind of has parameters on it for me, the way it's delivered most often as I notice it and experience it with people. Love has a really strange energy for a lot of people because there is so much expectation. There is so much definition. If I love this person, I have to. If this person loves me, they have to, right? So if you're choosing that, cool. If it's working for you, awesome. If it's not working for you, if it's creating some chaos in your universe that is not the generative kind, what if you could explore loving? And one of my favorite things that I like to say is, I am loving you with gratitude. And for me, that's a really, really expanded sort of expression and, a, and, a, and an energy of expansion that I love to play in. <laughs> There's that word again. <laughs> so how many times a day would you be willing to fall in love? And here's an interesting question. This is just one of my curiosities. Do we have to come out of love so that we'll fall back into it? Do you ever have to really come out of love? Now, I know a lot of us go there. I mean, I certainly have moments where I want to let people know what a moron they're choosing to be. <laughs> and that's not exactly loving, and I get that. So, yes, it is a process, and it is a choice, just like everything else. And what if loving did not require any sort of physical expression other than perhaps you to smile and let this person know, I am so loving you. I am so loving you right now. Thank you. There's so much more possibility in that and choice in that. And what if love did not have to be exclusive if love is made to be exclusive, how much do we have to shut off in order to receive love from the people we've determined we're supposed to love and be loved by? And what if there's way more possibility in the loving? And something else that came up for me that I found really interesting is how much of our identity are we entangling in love? And for all of us who have been, and for any of you who might be, um, having this sort of weird, twisty kind of connection thing that love has to be something that becomes exclusive with someone, I wonder if you would be willing to play with the identity of you relative to that person and that person relative to you. And is that what your love is being based on? And if it is, would you be willing to ask some questions? Like, who do I truly desire to be with this person? 
who do I truly desire to be with these people? Who am I willing to acknowledge I am? And if those two awarenesses are conflicting in any way, it might be time to ask some more questions and acknowledge more of what is going on for you in those relationships. Wow, a lot of energy is moving on that. And I wonder if perhaps there is a conversation about identity and who we be for people in order to give and receive love. Wow, and the value of love. So everything that that's bringing up, can we all take a breath? And would you be willing to choose beyond all of those definitions and all of the places that that sticks you into what you actually know and into what is real and true for you? Yeah. So what if love requires no definition? What if love is a more inclusive energy than we've ever acknowledged it to be? And what if you being loving could actually gift this world and receive from this world way more than you ever imagined possible? And what if you could be now inviting the people into your life that would show you the more of you? And what if you could allow yourself to be falling in love with you? The you that can show up in the presence of the people who actually can be loving you. The you in the, that can show up in the presence of the people who can actually have gratitude for you. Yeah. What would that change in your life? What would that create in your life and in your body? What would that empower you to do and be and choose in this world, in your life? Would you be willing to explore that? <laughs> it makes me giggle. <laughs> so I wonder, would you be willing to receive the you that people can show you is possible for you to be. The joyful, amazing, magical, potent, beautiful, astounding, magnificent you. Limitless and amazing. I am loving you, my friends, with so much gratitude. May you be loving you and living well this week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?